Hello, hello. Hello, listeners. How are you? And Happy New Year. Thank you for listening into the International Shells Show. This is International Shells. And I was on a little hiatus, so I will be better with uh, having shows twice a week, like I said I was going to do, but I was on hiatus just like the shows. Uh, in fact, I got that notion from today's guest, who is uh, not a stranger. As a matter of fact, I wanted to start this year off the same way I started this whole podcast journey with my brother from another mother, Mr. Cisco. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? Just here normal, you know how it is. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you can't be yeah. taking, you know, these little uh, breaks. You, know, you got well, people addicted to stuff, you know? you like my t- part of my TV shows. I, oh. I, don't have, I don't have a DVR for you. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Yeah, we don't have a DVR, but don't get it twisted, people. He will call me on some, yow. What's going on with you? <laughs> you feeling all right? What's wrong with you? You want a break like the TV shows? What's wrong with you? So don't get it twisted. He does call me on the side. You're getting him on his best behavior right now, but it won't be like that. You know, just business got in the way and it was the first, well, actually, you know, the ending of the year, the beginning of the year, just a lot. You know what that is, especially with me being in New York. There's a lot of business that takes place at that time of the year. So I don't want to be on some, you know, ridiculous excuses stuff, but it's just how it is. So I'll be back on track the way that, uh, I plan to be, so it won't be like that. So, man, oh, man. man. Happy New Year, sis. Happy New Year. Did, did I, <laughs> so, the text that I sent you for New Year's, was it, did I say New Year's or New Year? Yes, you did. You said it with the S at the end. You said, Happy New Year's. <laughs> that's the Spanish for me. They, my fingers that's get not, like that. <laughs> that's not just Spanish. A lot of people say that, but I'm under the firm belief that people who say Happy New Year's with an S at the end also say, sorry for your lost. <laughs> I, I have that problem sometimes. I really do. I, I get confused which, which lost or lost. Or, yeah. <laughs> people who say, irregardless. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that issue. <laughs> I never and, had that issue, so I'm lucky. And my personal favorite, supposedly. <laughs> you know what? I've been guilty of that a couple of times. Oh, geez. Man, listen, I remember, I used to send emails for you. I used to edit your stuff. I remember. But it is yeah. what it is. I want to let you be out there looking like that, brother. At the end of the day, I know you have the intellect. So that's just like a little joke between us. You know how it yeah. is. The fact that you even sent out the happy anything. You know I love you, brother. Get out of here. Come on now. Uh, no worries. No but worries. Yeah, man, but, you know, times are getting tough out here in this USA, as my grandma used to say. In this New York City. In this United States of America, things are getting crazy. What? It's only five days in. We're five days in, and we're hearing a lot of craziness, man. My boy Don, Don Lemon is up here on uh, CNN. Like he's just—he's like, look, just wait for it, people. You can hold your breath. It's about to go down. Your boy's going down. <laughs> so shit is you know horrible. I can't stand Don Lemon, like for the life of me. I cannot stand him. I, I think he's he's just out of touch with things and like we I was doing some I was doing some reading before we we hopped on and he started uh, he started talking about the Kevin Hart issue and 
I'm just reading everything he's right. He's been saying, and I just feel like, you know what? You're dumb. Like seriously, you're dumb, and you're not articulate at all. You try to be articulate, but you're not. Even with uh, that stuff that was going through, uh, happening in uh, St. Louis with the riots. You know, he's like, uh, there's gunfire, but you know, I smell weed. What does that have to do with gunfire? Like, really? Yeah. Oh my. I actually yelled at the TV and I was like, what the Bob hell? Lemon is usually one of my guys. Like, this is the first time, I'm, well, other than the president who called him illiterate and all that other stuff. That's why I'm like, listening to you, like, really? Yeah. I'm like, you know are what? you reading from this dude's page? No. It, and what, what, what's sad, and I don't like to group it like this, but when Obama was elected, you notice, it, it, well, I pay attention to stupid stuff like this, but, you know, a lot of broadcasters, and news media started putting more African-American reporters on, which is great. But, and he was like one of the first. And like, I'm like, yeah, no, he, he, there's something that he shouldn't be on the air. He shouldn't be on the air. He shouldn't be reporting. Like he's just, I, I, I I turn on his show because I'm a fantasy in it. It's the, it's, the middle as much as you want to put it because msnbc is far left and fox is like beyond right it's not even funny but i literally just turn off his show i i can't i just can't stand i, I can't stand him reporting that is so wild because even when this ingrate o'reilly was on i didn't hear anyone speak about him to that magnitude and that rat bastard was up there categorizing anyone with brown skin as let me use a hypothetical uh, example. Let's say you're a drug dealer because you look like one. He said that to, what's my boy, Mark, the one who just got fired. He said that to him. And I'm like looking at this interview, like how is how is he even able to be on the new on the on the air for this many years, and no one has ever broken down how disgusting he is as an alleged journalist on the air. So I'm listening to what you're saying about, of all people, Don Lemon. And I'm like, wow, I've never heard anyone even talk that crazy and that crooked about people who have been on Fox. So I'm like, wow, no, really? See, I bypass Fox because I... But regardless to what, I've never heard anyone describe any of those rap bastards like that. Like Bill O'Reilly has a, uh, a, a place in hell for him. <laughs> so you know what? It's not worth my time, so to speak. But, I mean, actually, they have a guy who I actually like. Um, Tucker Carlson is on Fox now. And, yeah, no, I, I, he's changed his views. He's gone farther right than he was before because he was one of those Bill Clinton types that, you know, he was he was a Republican, but he had, you know, Democratic views on certain things. And now he's, like, completely far and. I'm like, listen, you know what? That's just ignorance. But what does... Okay, you said he had Clinton views. What does that mean? So Clinton used to be a Democrat with Republican views. He would he that's I mean if you look at the policies he, he enacted when he was president. Oh, I'm I'm well aware because yeah. you know, Rockefeller drug law, yeah, still got people that, serving time for now. They're about to make weed legal everywhere and people are still serving time. Right. Well, I'm well aware of it. You know. And the thing that killed me most with that was then when when my people over here calling him the first black president, 
he was the worst thing for black people. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what it is you mean by saying this person had Clinton-like views because he is one of the top, I want to say top 10 worst presidents that have ever, ever sat in that White House. And he did a good job at pretending like he was rocking with people. Now, I, I think, it, well, I, I definitely agree with the top 10. I mean, I think uh, a lot of people agree that the worst was Jimmy Carter. But he, that was just the hand he was. People playing. forgot he was the worst of all of them, you said? Yeah. He, and that's. that's How? He, Carter? He, How? He was just dealt a, a shit hand. It, he came off of the Nixon Ford regime. And he, yeah, he was just dealt. The, the economy was tanking. That was when they had the gas crisis. Um, and here, you know, here's this man who's a peanut farmer, you know, and he's running the country for four years, you know. Okay, so maybe maybe we're thinking about things on like com- two completely different, from two different scopes completely. Because I'm like, what does it take to be considered to be the worst of something? Um, Because to me, it seems like Jimmy Carter... It, if I had to categorize what he would be in the whole scope of being a president, a U.S. president, he would be the equivalent of being like a daycare school teacher to me amongst all the other rat motherfuckers he's been with. You know what? And I, that group of I, So I'm thinking, what, what, what would it take to be categorized as the worst? So, okay. What would you have had to do in your particular presidency? So, I mean, if I was president, forget about it. Things would be totally different. Um, but... You're right. He kind of babysat the country for four years. Because he, he was a one-term president. He babysat for... And then Ronald Reagan kind of, like, rode in on his shortcomings. Because he, he wasn't able to come up with, uh, a, with a, a resolution for the gas issue. Uh, there was that, um, that kidnapping of... Um, of uh, the hostages, I think it was in Iran or whatever, which Ronald Reagan actually took credit for because they released the hostages like a week after or, or two weeks after he was inaugurated. And Ronald Reagan, and but who actually worked that out was Jimmy Carter. He never gets credit for it. They always said Ronald Reagan did it because he was, you know, a staunch Republican or whatever. But I don't know. I, I, I mean, if you think of... of of worse, you have to kind of pick and choose and then go and build from there. So, like, well, for a perfect... we're, we're talking about the presidents who have t- who came after, like, the late... We're talking about... We're, okay, in terms of numbers, we're up to 45 right now. Mm-hmm. You're mentioning people who came in after number 40. Okay? What about all those people who came before the number 40? Let's start from one and count it all the way up to 40. So you're telling me people who house slaves. Washington wore slaves' teeth. I'm talking like disgusting, horrific things. And I'm like, we're talking about shit currently. Gas prices, gas this, all this other stuff. Contra with with Bush who just re- recently you know, died, whatever. No one's bringing up this kind of stuff. I get it. But when you say the worst, you wouldn't say housing slaves, impregnating your slaves killing human beings, keeping them like livestock, that wouldn't be categorized as being one of the worst of anything? You said top 10. No, <laughs> I'm just saying even still, but, even in the top 10. But see... Even in the top 10. I'm calling Clinton as one of the worst of 10. 
Think about it. One through nine got to be some fuck shit. Well, you really, like, want to delve deep in it. That That's... I mean, even... I'm just saying, like, I think no, 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 I, the I, worst of them I, I, is I, thrown I, around too easy. They call him Cheeto 45 the worst. How the fuck is he the worst? I understand he's not He's not good at his job. He's a politician. Not even a politician. He's a socialite. He knows nothing about the American government. Nothing. He's an actor, so to speak. He, has, he doesn't know anything about the position that he holds. Nothing. And he's cheapened that office. Let's be clear, though. There are other people who have been in that office who have done some wild, crazy things where it was a time when we didn't have any say in the matter. Think about it. How long have we been able to vote and things like that? I'm not taking up for Cheeto 45 by any means at all. But I'm just saying that word, the worst, gets thrown around too easily. Because I'm just saying, you pulling out my teeth. For, for my master to wear as his own dentures, that sounds pretty freaking disgusting and diabolical and inhumane to do to a person. Absolutely. So let's put it, let's not generalize it or, or minimalize it. Let's put in our time, in our time, these, I mean, what we had, I had Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Cheeto 45. So I have had six presidents in my life. You know, but in, in I mean, if you want to go all the way... No, you, said, when, when you came in in what, 78, 79 around there, uh, right? 79, yeah. 79, alright. So, wait a minute. So Carter wasn't around when you were born? Oh shit, wait a minute. What did he got elected in 81? That's the year I came into the world. I'm just saying. I'm like, there's no way in hell I saw more than you. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> was it 81? When the, see, now I got to research. Um, I'm just saying, yeah, I think we need to research a whole lot more than who came in when. I'm just saying, yeah. this whole worst thing, it's really getting under my skin. There are a lot of people. For instance, you see how we're talking about this right now? We're just mm-hmm. having an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. Imagine how those people who go down to the polls, you know, we can encourage people to go down to the polls and vote all this other stuff. When they don't know how this freaking government is set up and who is who and whose job is what and what the hell they're there for and why you're voting for them and what judges for where and what their beliefs are. When you don't know these things and you just go down to the damn polls, you don't even know who you're voting for and why. No. So this is what I'm saying. Like, they got us in these schools. They're, they're telling us what they want us to, to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Financial literacy is one of the biggest things that they don't want to teach people in school. They teach you how to be an associate how to be an employee, never to be a boss. When it comes to stuff like this, why do I need to know that raping, pillaging, rat bastard Columbo got lost and found his way here? Why do I need to know that? I don't, Shelly Ann Janelle Bartlett, the black woman, does not need to know that. That doesn't help me. Well, it's part of our history. So, I mean, but what what rendition of the history are they giving? They're not telling us the real truth. So why do I need to know it at all? The problem I have with that, like I'm a history buff. I love history because if we don't know our history, we're doomed to repeat it. But uh, what I, the problem I have with what they teach in schools is they pick and choose what they want us to know, which kind of like shapes your mind in, in whatever direction, you know? It wasn't by accident, sis. No, I I agree with you a, a thousand percent because I re, I actually remember me going into elementary school, uh, junior high school, and high school, 
And when we talked about uh, history, especially like slavery or anything, we kind of just like not brushed over it, but we covered it. And then if, you know, if it happened to fall in February, which is bullshit, um, you know, we would focus on that. And then depending on who your teacher was, you know, you would either focus more on it or you would just focus on everything that Abraham Lincoln did, not, you know, everybody else who, who, uh, you know, took part in the help solving that issue. So, you know, it, it, this country, this country is... I'm sorry, to cut you. No, no, I'm sorry. before we get off the link, Lincoln took part in one of the biggest genocides that this country has ever seen. But again, they picked and they choose mm-hmm. what they wanted mention about him it wasn't just that he freed okay freeing the slaves that wasn't the only thing he was known for he had one of the the biggest hangings that have been known in our history he was responsible for and who were the people hanging from those ropes the people who actually built this country the native american people i'm just saying i didn't want to forget that while while you're saying what you're saying because you could big up and all you want but he wasn't all you know what I'm saying? Peaches and cream his damn self. No, no, no. I'm not picking them up at all. I mean, I mean, it, it, but they just make it sound like he's the only reason why all this happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's bullshit. Like, listen, don't try to feed me the wine or the sauce because it's not going to happen. It is what it is. The, the truth in the matter is this. Our people are ill-informed. We never, we were never set up to know what's going on with us so we can prosper and get in the right direction. I'll give it to you like this. The people who have been solely in control of this country, they go, they procreate, they have their families, they raise their kids to be a certain way. And guess what? Those children then grow up, get whatever profession they want. And guess what? They end up teaching our kids. Do you really think these people are going to teach our children to be better than their kids? Let that sink in for a second. No, I. Why don't our own kids? I mean, why are are you talking in the aspect of like homeschooling or just in general? Like, no, 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 no. I mean, there aren't enough of us in the system where it's just general information that's going across. I feel like the dumbing, the the dumb down that's going on in our community is not by accident. I don't need to know who the Nina. The Pinto and the freaking Sam, Sam or whoever. I don't need to know these, but why do I need to know the names of these ships that potentially had the bodies of our ancestors lying in the bottom of it? Or at some point, why do I need to know that stuff? They're altering history. They're altering whatever information that we need. None of that shit's going to help us with our lives. I don't believe that these teachers that are out here, for instance, I told you that I had my short stint over there in uh, Park West High School. Mm-hmm. Teachers in there that used to sit in the prep room saying, oh, my room, uh, some of these students are a little too aggressive. I can't handle it. What the fuck you mean you can't handle it? You're doing the same job that I'm doing in here. Why is it that you're giving these quote unquote trouble students that you have to me in my class, where my class is expanding, where I shouldn't have more than a certain amount of people, but you're giving me the people that you can't quote unquote handle, but I can handle them because what? Because we match complexion? So when your room is not filled enough, you're in a prep room, you're, you're chilling pretty much, but you're still getting paid. But your excuses, they're a little too aggressive for me. So here I am with the story that I told you with the young man with the, what's your name? 
when you I was said about it, to be featured on the front of the 25 cents post newspaper. When you said it, all I thought was, you want to eat your cornbread? <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, some milk and cookies. Milk I don't cookies. know why. <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to say is like, here I am, when I was coming up, I had people who would turn a blind eye to our school, our classes, our children. I'm talking about my peers at the time. And these are educators that are responsible. They're responsible for our development in this particular society. So all they have to say is, I can't handle that. You turn your back and then boom, what do you do? You miss a day of, of getting the right information that you need. Come on, man. So that's the only reason why I even thought of trying to be some kind of English teacher or trying to reach out to the youth. Because I had a friend of mine that went to private school. And one thing that I noticed is that, well, I had a few of them, actually. They went to Christ the King, Xavier, uh, Cathedral. That was an all-girls school, St. John's. In those private schools, learning wasn't an option. There's no way any of them could have not been in school by roughly 9, the latest 10 a.m., and their parents or guardians, wasn't they weren't going to get a phone call that same day. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Francisco didn't come to school today? You're getting that call at your job at a certain time in the morning. Oh, shit. So they know... You know what I'm saying? It wasn't an option. They had to show up. The, the caliber for their learning was a lot higher. Their expectation was higher. But we're all in the same grade. I understand they're paying a little bit more for it. I understand it. But why is learning an option when you can't afford it? You can't afford it. I'm not saying I don't even, my parents didn't think of sending me to private school. Not when I was in high school. They didn't think of that. No. But why did we have to fight that much harder? You understand? So I wanted to be a difference. I didn't want to just keep talking about it. I wanted to help the situation. So here I am. Now it's my second go around. I've done my schooling. I'm here to let you know, hey, I know where you are. I've been there. I felt like people didn't care in terms of educating me. I'm here to let you know I want you to win. That's why I'm here. So you can relate to me, get what you need, go out there and live your life. That's what it's supposed to be. So I always felt, it always bothered me when I left because they started getting very violent in that school. And the last the last stand I guess I had in there was not just the fact that these teachers were able to just say, I can't handle it. They're getting too aggressive, blah, 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 blah. It was when this young lady who was pregnant, she was roughly seven months pregnant. She got robbed for her Cuban link chain in a hallway. She was pregnant. They held her up at, at knife point in the hallway and stole from her. I'm like, if this can happen to a pregnant woman in this school who they're looking at like she's less than just because she's pregnant in school, hey, things happen. But if that can happen to her, anything can happen to anyone. That was back when that blood nonsense started and people were cutting people Mm -hmm. as initiations, taking their coats, anything that was red or whatever. I'm like, come on. And those days I'm I'm riding the train with the students. You know what I mean? So I never treated them like there's a hierarchy. You know, there's a line that you don't cross, but I'm riding the train. We're heading to Queens together, same situation, da 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 da. But it just started getting too violent. So I felt like, I always felt like I failed them. But I said, at what cost should I stay to try to help people? Especially when their parents didn't want to, not didn't want to, because, hey, I know what it is to have parents that have to work to support their children. But damn it, man. A lot of those students, they had siblings at home that they had to go home and take care of. They had kids of their own that they had to go home and take care of and then come and try to get what they needed, which was basic knowledge of the world, of current events, of their history. They don't have time to waste. 
You understand? So it's just like when I look at the bigger scheme of things, we're here talking about political situations and presidents this and who's done this and who's done that. There are people who got locked up when I was in high school myself as a student and they're still there now from the shit that Clinton did. And all he did was stand up on a podium and say, I fucked up pretty much. That's all he said. That's it. So you're not freeing these people? What's up? Well, he can't free them. He doesn't have the power to. But you're not free. You're not speaking up. It was your fault. It was your fault. So you're not out there fighting tooth and nail to get these people out and they're in there under some shit that you did. You came clean and said, I know I messed up. That's not saving. There's people who haven't seen their parents, grandmothers died in there. Aunts died in there from some nonsense, from answering the phone. Hey, is Cisco home? No, he's not here right now. That he's not here right now is considered to be your, how do they say it? Uh, You're an accessory? Accessory or you're a, part of a, a co-conspirator or something like yeah, that, that one. something like, something like and then you're still locked up for that from the 90s come on man sis got me over here getting hot over this Listen, political nonsense no, no, seriously look at the, if you really look at the history of our country we we don't own this country so anybody who says uh go back to your own country fuck you we don't own this that's you don't own shit too rat fuck no, <laughs> where am i going right Secondly, if I gotta go back, so do you. <laughs> secondly, we they gave it. To, they started this country on the premise of you know, you 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 have the right to be free and practice free religion and whatever. Yeah, but we're gonna you can do all that with some stipulations, and they change the stipulations whenever it fucking suits them. And that <laughs> and that's the problem I have. The, the injustice. Listen, I went to public school. I, I thought at that time I was receiving education. These kids now are not. They, like I, I talk to kids or youngins and whatever you want to have them, and they're dumb. Oh my! God. And I'm not saying that I'm, you know, I'm meant so I'm a genius, but holy, but they can tell you, you know what Kim Kardashian did you know on Tuesday and even people at, at work now these are people that are going to college and you know trying to better themselves and I get that but when you spend your time snapchatting you know your latest meal because you want likes or some shit where's the education in that where's and not there it, it's it's just I, I think to me my, my mother was a fierce discipliner you know and I I don't think we have that anymore and it starts at home then you then you have the problem where okay and you brought it up earlier you know you have two parents in the house but they're working two jobs or three jobs to make ends meet mm-hmm. so how do you expect them to help you know further these kids education and give them they're trying the best they can to keep the light on this is true and I'm I'm a firm believer that you know your parents are your first teachers at home so you have to have the base of just regular discipline or what have you when you walk into a whatever place you're going to go and get educated what have you I get it but another thing is I understand you're working or what have you but you made decisions to have children and along with that comes responsibility you still have to look after your kid even when they're in school Absolutely. the point I'm trying to make is in that Park West situation you had 15, 16, 17 year old people 
granted, they're 16, 17, all right. They're still kids. They're still kids. And the problem that we have is that, well, had rather back then was a lot of them would act out when they're in school. I'm not making any excuses, but why is it that you automatically get converted into a an adult, so to speak, because you're one of your parents' eldest children? They decided to keep having kids. You understand what I'm saying? So why is it that now you've got to convert into being the, the, the third parent in the situation? Your parents are working. Now you got to take care of your younger sibling or whatever. So if that elder person, the 16-year-old starts fucking up in school and then the parents come and visit, they want to beat up on this person or they want to beat up on the teacher. Like, why aren't you teaching them better? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's a really, it's a crazy, crazy situation, man. And it's just, I just feel like, just like what you just said, people are too engulfed and ensconced in all the wrong shit. And people need to really, really get it together because we are such a laughing stock of this planet, I think, right now. The U.S. used to be so badass. These other countries are like, man, look at you suckers crawling on your bellies. Look at you guys. Now. It, you know what? They, they're they're laughing at us because. Hell yeah, we're a joke. Listen, and it's starting with the children. Yeah, it, they're supposed to be our next line of defense. Who the hell do we turn to when we're all elderly? Look at who. Look at them now. Who the hell is taking care of us or looking out for us? Who's going to be bright enough to to spar with these other countries with their kids who never miss the beat? It's. I'm telling you, we're we're it's headed crazy. for. I mean, and I know it's not going to change overnight. I know it's not going to be like okay, well, we need to do this, but we need. It starts at home. And then it goes from there. And then I get it. You know, I, I, I totally control that one. The, like totally. I grew up in the projects, so uh, my projects or there were only thirteen buildings. You know, and we talked about this uh, uh, on our first uh, on our first show. You know, you got in trouble. You got your ass kicked by everybody. It, it, it takes a yep. village to raise a family, and now your parents home, they were fucking you up too. Yeah, and now it's. It's gotten worse. There's, you know, and guys posting on Facebook and all that other jazz. But, you know, parents are more worried about being their kids' friends than actually being parents. And then, I, I mean, your, your, your parent is your first authority figure. So if you if you're gonna if you're gonna disrespect your parent, you're gonna disrespect the teacher. You're gonna disrespect, so it trickles down. But then. You have, and then what happens is you have those kids that actually want to learn and want to do better, and they get kind of get shuffled in the crowd and get lost in the sauce. You're right, absolutely right. And let's let's switch gears a little bit, man. We'll be right back. Hey. Yes, yeah, sis. So. Be back. We back. We're back, son. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to switch gears a little because it just it started feeling like we were getting a little down in the dumps with the kind of country we really live in. And it's just some sad shit. Every layer is worse than the last. I, I just wanted to just switch gears a little. I got one quick question for you before we switch gears. Did you watch uh, 11-9, that Michael Moore film? Was this the one that came out during W. Bush time? No. Or was that, uh, that was Fahrenheit 9 11? That was Fahrenheit 9 11. So he reversed oh, it. I didn't, and, see, uh, the I didn't when, see the newest one. When, when you get the chance, watch it. It, it. I mean, 
it's an eye opener where I watched it the other night and I'm like ready to throw shit. And, yeah. But anyway, good. First off, let's be clear real quick. Michael Moore has been dropping serious gems on us. Absolutely. For years now. For years, since bowling for Columbine days, he's been dropping the jewels. Between him and the guy who makes all those like supersize me and what the health and all that other shit, those guys have been speaking pure truth to us. And that's why he's always had some kind of standoff with whoever has been in a place of power since I've I've learned who he was. And that was like my like my late teens or mm-hmm. whatever. But I'll take it in consideration because if you're telling me it made you that angry, because I'm still trying to get over the 13th, the Ava DuVernay documentary about the 13th Amendment. Did I see that? You one? need that in your life. I, I, Netflix. I, yeah, I, I'll look it up. You need that in your life because that one, I ain't gonna front to you at one point. It's only a hundred minutes, but let me tell you something, brother. I had to I had to uh, pause it a few times and catch myself because I found myself going on uh, the Dick's Sporting Goods website and seeing mm-hmm. what was legal for me to order, for me mm-hmm. to have in my possession. It was making me feel that crazy. But anywho, let's move on to a lighter situation. Well, it's going to be getting light. I don't think it's going to end light. It never does. But I want to... (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to bring some light to the fact that being a comedian and watching comedians and just the whole... Just the whole comedic realm has been changed before our eyes and it's like i'm coming from a place where i know people who used to listen to records with comedians on it like richard Pryor had uh, a few of them listen, yes he had records uh red fox i'm talking about from back then and even when i was a little girl you know my uncles and stuff they're watching eddie murphy raw or richard Pryor live on the sunset strip things like that i mean a lot of the things they wouldn't let me watch because i was just too young and if I heard cursing and stuff like that, I just wouldn't watch the TV. I just knew not to be in that room. That's that black kid training. No, with a splash of some, some, some Caribbean training on top of that. I wouldn't be around. But as I got older and I still would watch whatever, for some reason in my mind, I had a certain, just a barrier, an invisible barrier that I put around comedians. Meaning, yes, it's entertainment. Yes, they say some outlandish, wild shit. But I figured that's the reason why they took that job. And, you know, people pay money to get tickets to sit in these places and they know what they're going to get once they get there. But it just it just seems like as of late, I'm, I want to say within the last maybe last 10 years or so, the comedians have been under heavy fire, I think. And I think like political correctness mm. has entered the comedy clubs. And I would have never thought that I would ever see something like that. I always thought that that was just an unwritten rule for them. They, they can say whatever, but it didn't mean that they were specifically what they were talking about, if you get what I'm saying. With the exception of the dude who played uh, Kramer from Seinfeld when he was looking into the camera on son. You're a nigga, you're a nigga shit. That, that wasn't but comedy, though. That's the thing. That, wasn't, that was the that first was time I had ever seen anything like that. That was the first time. And then you knew it was bad when he was on the news and he had Sharpton, a.k.a., as my Grammy used to call him, Sharpoon, <laughs> on TV with him, <laughs> on a panel trying to bring the peace. I said, oh, he got Sharpton with him? He knows he really messed up. What, so what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so if, if, we, if you want to go back 
back in the days. So um, comedians were given that kind of car blanche to hit anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And then as the years gone on, you know, people became pussies and sensitive. You know, you're going to see somebody who is... You're going to see somebody who's a comedian and they may say or do anything at any given time. You're there for pure entertainment. This is not the person's views. This is not the person, you know, you're cracking jokes. You're. I equate it to, you know, me hanging out with guys and we're just busted balls, you know. We're ranking out your mother, you know, you're ranking out my sister, you know. As years have gone on, everybody's become like, oh, no, you can't say that. Oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, why? You have people like Richard Pryor. You know what? The first real comedy show I ever saw was Delirious. That, to this day, to this day, you can watch Delirious and it still means something. It's funny as shit. They didn't care. Then you have George Carlin, where, you know, he was fighting against everybody because of the seven dirty words, you know, and people wanted that. People wanted that. But then, you you know, you get later on into like the late 90s and the 2000s where you have the Carlos Mencias, where he's talking about uh, mentally handicapped people and and people are in an uproar. Listen, this is a joke. He's making jokes. This is not how he feels. And but this is the thing. This sorry to cut. No, no. You see how you just said you're talking about mentally handicapped people? Some people may even have mentally disturbed or just plain old handicapped people in their lives. And they in their mind still live under the same law that you know what? That invisible line or that rope is around these people, but it's the way that they express themselves in these quote unquote jokes. And some people may not find it funny and that's there's a line i get that there's a line if i'm gonna go see a comedian i don't expect at all to be offended by anything he says or she says i'm sorry because that that was offensive but i said all comedians were male but no um i i don't expect to be offended by anything i'm there to have a good time i'm here i'm there to laugh you know if I don't find something funny, I don't find something funny. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm not going to laugh. But now it's just getting worse and worse. And then you have these, uh, you have these comedians that are, uh, that they try to compare them to other comedians and they're expected from yesteryear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and listen, you can, you can, if you try to compare, you can't even compare. I, I'm sorry, you just can't. You can't compare a Richard Pryor or Red Fox. Oh my gosh, I wish I would remember the guy's name. He was on the um, he did the Tonight Show uh, a couple of times. Um, but you can't compare them to the, then. You talking about Flip Wilson? Yes, Flip Wilson. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when he was on that show, I wasn't even a twinkle in my parents' eye. Listen, I <laughs> still. But I, the point I'm trying to make with that is, I did my research. 
and I look back to the people before the ones who I was exposed to. Because Flip Wilson is way before uh, Eddie Murphy. Yes. Actually, I think it was... Uh, you, you look at the pattern like, is this a regular thing? Is it okay for them to say these things that may be hurtful to other people? Is it okay? For instance, so you could <laughs> you could be like, you know what, Shells? <laughs> Your sister's a whore. I'd be like, hey! Which sister? (laughs) 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 But it's like, all of it was always in good fun. You know what I mean? And it's just now, I just think that there are so many comedians, just like how once upon a time, there were so many rappers where they had to say something that stood out. I'm sorry to say that sometimes the choices that they make to stand out may not be the best. But the point I'm trying to make with this is... I just, I never thought I would see the day when comedians had to be politically correct. It boils down like, for instance, like- to money. It boils down to money. You want to make money. This is the profession you've chosen. You want to make money. You want to keep the people happy. And But what made you want to keep them happy? But wouldn't the way of keeping them happy be continue doing what you were doing to get their attention to begin with? For instance, why would I continue to rock with a God bless his soul. Why would I rock with a Bernie Mac? Bless his soul. God, why'd you take him and leave so many suckers, God? But that's a whole nother show. Why would I still want to rock with him and his comedy if he switched his direction to something completely and totally different? Why would I rock with a, a Bernie Mac and he starts acting like Weird Al Yankovic? Why would I do that? Because there's it, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna find that niche funny. So you gotta kind of go with the money where the money goes. You can say somebody's gonna find that funny, and the people who love him are gonna say you're a sellout. You're doing anything for money. See, people say that you're about not- Eddie Murphy. He became a, a lot of people say that about Eddie Murphy because he became Joe. Because he became an actor. He became Joe Hollywood. He didn't want to do shows anymore, and I get it. Listen, I. It's rough on them. You know what? You got to come up with 90... On an average, an hour show, you still have to come up with 90 minutes of material. 90 minutes of material. Actually, Listen, there was a night... Because you know with me and my whole... What I do, my hustling thing, whatever. I had two clients that hopped in the car and they were blown away. I picked them up at the... La- uh, this comedy club down in the Lower East Side. And they were blown away, these two guys. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it i'm like oh you guys had a good night they were like not just a good night do you believe that we were just in there we paid 20 dollars to go into that place and there was a guy in there waiting by the side of the stage and it wasn't until he got on the stage and started speaking that we realized that it was chris rock in a disguise that's he had on fake eyebrows he had on a goatee and it wasn't until he started speaking that they knew it was him. Now, later on, I saw a few interviews with Chris Rock and he says he does that from time to time. So does Chappelle. They do it to keep their tools sharp. Mm-hmm. They're super rich. They're mega rich, these men. But like you just said, it's hard work. And they're well aware that that is, it's a, you've got to condition what it, what it is you're doing. It's, you know, you got to, you got to keep it moving. You got to keep, you know, keep the joints going. You got to keep on doing what you're doing because it's not easy. So when they have these once in a while shows that you see them doing for these different networks, whatever, however it is. Now, I remember once upon a time, it was only HBO that was doing comedy specials. HBO cornered the market. Like, 
that was it. They were boxing with. We are so much older than we're giving these people. <laughs> Listen, I I told you I just watched that CNN series, the '90s, and they covered the whole rise of H, almost the rise of HBO, and it was comedy hour, movies, and boxing. Man, oh man! Do you remember that show they used to have on there called First and Ten with all the football players? Yes. They hit, listen. That was the big. That was like this show, Ballers, that they have now with um with the Rock with Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, but that was that was before. It's that was that was the eighties. I think my little sister was probably one. Oh gosh. When that dropped, yeah, it was a show based on the lives of these football players, and it was, they had guys like Lawrence Taylor. Back then, uh, what's his name was still playing football. And he was on the show too. I think, I think uh, what's his name? Oh gosh, Bo Jackson. They had Umar Sykin. All these guys were still playing in the game, and they were on this show too. I will never forget. I'm like, wow, these guys have time to do a TV show. I'll just say that as a little girl. So here we are, decades later, and that's a thing to show behind the scenes and the life that they live. Mm-hmm. Again, HBO was the beginning of all of that, and with these comedians, that was their goal to get on and get an HBO special. Uh- I remember Gary Shandling. He had a show on network TV. But he also had a special on HBO, I, and I I never thought he was funny. But that, that, that's what I'm saying. Thank thing. you. So- Everybody has oh. their own comedians. You know, I, me personally, I think Chris Rock is funny. Dave Chappelle is kind of eh. Um, I love Cat Williams. Um, D.L. Hughley, that's my douche. Um, Bertie Mac, God rest his soul. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You know, and then. You have Robin Williams. You have Whoopi oh. Goldberg. And I'm talking about, you know, before the view Whoopi. Like, no, we talk about back when they used to have the special to raise money for the people with AIDS. Uh, uh, um, uh, Jack Flash was a movie in the theaters. Um, Color Purple was out and she was young and coming up. Mm-hmm. That was a phenomenal movie. I love that movie. It's just, you, it's, man, I just never thought that these, and you, can you remember the things that they used to talk about? Absolutely. Wild shit. Absolutely. Like I saw someone put up a, uh, someone put up a meme the other day uh, of Richard Pryor and it had like the little thought bubble over his head and said, you sensitive motherfuckers would never survive in our time of comedy. Something to that effect. And I agree. I agree. I mean, you know they're coming to you real and direct when they can make themselves into the joke. Actually, I think that's that brings... And that's why we were talking about that earlier before we, we got on about Kevin Hart. Mm. Kevin Hart, to me, is a funny comedian. He's not a funny actor. You know? I don't think he's funny at all. I never, I never thought he was funny. I just think that he uses the fact that he's small and is reminiscent of an elf. Or... Or just a, a child funny. with a deep voice. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, that to me, that walks hand in hand with passing gas jokes. This stuff is never fun. That's not my kind of humor. But it is what it is. But even with him, he's going through a lot of fire right now because of the fact that he made some comments or what have you. And now people want him to keep on repeat. They want him to keep on apologizing for it. What? Now, something like that, even though he's not one of my... I wouldn't go to him to say he's a funny guy. I just, I I respect where he's going with it, though. He said what he said. He was fucking wrong for it. All right. He apologized for it because he knew he was wrong. All right. 
you're not going to come and offer me a job talking about the Oscars. You're not going to offer me a job. And in order for you guys to feel appeased or whoever it is you guys have in that committee to feel good, you need this man to now apologize again for some shit that he apologized for before no. in order to get the job. Like, it doesn't make sense. Or the, the thing with that that I, I found was sus was the fact that, all right, he apologized, whatever. But the fact that you guys want him to apologize again, you're now revamping this you're now putting more fuel to the fire. So a lot of people probably never even heard of it. I didn't know he said anything until they brought it up. Okay, so I didn't know anything till you mentioned it to me <laughs> an hour and a half ago. You see, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I'm doing all the reading because you know, of course, I, I I like to educate myself. But listen, you know, but this is what I'm saying. Like I, I didn't know until they brought it up. But what really, really burned my biscuits, man, was when he was on. And I didn't watch the show, but of course the, the clip is circulating everywhere, but it was him with with Ellen. That's like the people's sweetheart. Regardless of what her sexual orientation is, everyone loves her. I'm one of them. I love her. Who doesn't love Ellen? Everybody loves her. So it seems like, okay, you're on the show, whatever. Okay. But you're coming, okay, well, it's, it seems like she was making it seem like, okay, well, my word is bond, so to speak to you and whatever I say can sway people's judgment in reference to you. We know what you said was wrong. You apologized, blah, 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 blah. But you've got my support. Don't let them take away your opportunity. Host the Oscars. After the man already said, all right, I apologized before. You guys want me to apologize again? I'm not doing it again. He stood firm by what he was saying. And then he says he declined hosting it. That's it. You declined it. So here you are on this show, maybe a week and a half, maybe more than that later. And this person who has the mystique of an Oprah, because that's the crowd that she has inherited mm -hmm. on, on television now. She's got that flock of people. She's here now saying to you, don't let them take away your opportunity. Go and host the Oscars. What? Think at least think about it. I thought he did think about it. I thought he made his decision and made it very public, too. See, and, and, and that's that. And if he does go and do it, he's going to lose humanity. respect he's in a and game, credibility. Right. He's going to gain popularity with one group and lose. We, we, this is uncut talk here, boy. Yeah, and he's going to lose popularity with the other. And that's the problem. Like, and then, you, you know, listen, you, you're trying to live your life. This is the, the profession you chose. You know, you're trying to ha find a happy medium, but there's now there's no happy medium. You're gonna piss somebody off. He's what what pissed me off with that? Because of course I catch up with like a lot of these clips and stuff like that. It comes into my news feed and all that. So when I have a little downtime, these are the first things that I see because these are considered to be hot stories. Right. Yeah, and I'm watching this. And it was when he said to her, I'm gonna think it over. And when I make up my mind as to what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna call you first. My thing is. Just because Ellen sat there and said to you, we forgive you, we, she, is talking about, I, I suppose, the entire gay community, the LBGTQ. I think there's another letter, but I can't remember. The whole community. So she's speaking for them as a whole. I know a lot of gay people that are still not rocking with Kevin Hart because they went and did their research and they're not feeling him. They don't care if he apologized. But I digress. So you're saying, we forgive you and I forgive you. Don't let them take away your opportunity and take it. My thing is, we're talking about the Oscars. All right. 
you want him to host the Oscars, how many black people are even nominated for an Oscar? Don't we don't get, even watch this don't shit anymore. Get me started with that. I, you know we don't how even watch I feel this about shit anymore. But you guys, they need people to watch the damn show. So what you're going to do, you're going to get the person who's scorching hot at the moment. He's going through his Eddie Murphy moment right now. He's having it. He's in it. So you need whoever's the hottest to be there and host your damn show. He knows his worth. That's one thing I had to give him some credit for. He knows his worth. And he said, you know, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Like I said, uh, Beyonce's dad. He's he's in the, the the business of telling these these up and coming uh, black people with some bread or the ones who are established. Don't you backpedal? You've made it to the plateau where you've got fuck you money, and you keep it moving. He's trying to move on with that, so it just it made me feel like he was backpedaling. He, to be honest, oh, when I make my mind up, I'm gonna call you. Get the fuck get out of here, man! Didn't you decide already? Hey, he should just what? stick with that. This is what I'm saying. Like, again, I don't favor the guy. I never thought of him as being funny. I just, I never, he's not my kind of humor. I never liked him. But I respected what he was standing for. Absolutely. I respected that. You know what I'm saying? How you, that's just a whole nother show in itself, man. See, I just can't. Mm-mm. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's a perfect example. Comedy Central was going to give him uh, 50, million. 50 million. And mm-hmm. he saw the direction the show was going and listen whether he had complete creative control or not they were pushing for a lot of that stuff not saying that it wasn't funny but they were pushing for a lot of that uh, but it wasn't his idea he's the reason why it started going the direction that it did he's the one who earned all the viewership and then here you guys after I did all the hard work you guys want to come and just try to appease me with some bread and take my baby that's what it is go ahead I'm sorry and then he said you know what I'm out. And he left. He mm-hmm. and I have total respect for him for that. Yep. Total respect for him for that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, well, with the Kevin Hart situation, DL Hughley stepped up and was like, yo, I respect him. He goes, you know what, Kev? They can't take a joke. Fuck him. Good job. Wait, did he post that on Instagram? Because I think I saw that. Yes, he did. Yes. So you I didn't did. even know what the hell he was talking about. Nope. You see that? But that's what he was talking about. I just he was like, DL Hughley. <laughs> Fuck him. Keep on doing what you're doing. And he, I felt where he was coming from with that. Because, you know, we are trying to... It's just at the end of the day, even though Kevin Hart is the average size of a 14-year-old girl, at the end of the day... <laughs> you right. You know what I'm saying? And as, as a man, I respected that he stood up as a man... And he's and he stood for what he was doing. I said, you know what, Kevin? Regardless to however I, I feel about your comedy or whatever you're doing to earn your money, I respected him as a man. Go ahead, show these people you can't be bought for everything, and you will not fold or bend every time they throw something at you. That was that was a great moment. I think to me, in all the all the years that I've seen him in the public eye, that mm-hmm. was one of the best times I've ever seen him in the public eye. That was great. And then you start backpedaling. But then you got D.L. Hughley who's like, you know what? And that's another thing, too. I wonder how he feels after seeing him go on Ellen and fucking backpedal. After he's, you know, he championed for him. Like, yeah, good job. You know what I mean? Then you got, but I mean, 
Not everybody stood up and said something about it though, because they know how touchy that is. Right. Because of what he, because of what he said, because of the flack, and because of the position that he was offered, which is the Oscars. People don't want to get mixed up with that because they want to be chosen later on in the future. I'll give you a good example. Steve Harvey, he ain't messing with none of this. Ain't no. nobody see him talk on this because he's not gonna. That's Mr. Hollywood right there. He got fifty jobs and he works all of them and double time. Listen, he he has to make his paper, boo boo. And listen, he's making paper out the ass. He's making paper. Anybody the radio show, the books, TV show, the the game show. He he's swimming in it. Anybody who will take the woman that they married's grown ass children and change their last names to his. These aren't even your kids. And they're already adults. You've got cake for days. You've got mm-hmm. cake for dement for, for millenniums. Look at look at uh what's his name? Oh gosh. Uh Bill Gates. Bill Gates is one of the richest people on this planet, and he has a handful of children. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to go and take kid, adults that are not even your kids and give them your last name, which means when you pass away, whatever is yours is theirs. Listen, Cat Williams. Cat Williams adopted like seven kids. Yes, he adopted a few, and that's the you see, and they, they barely talk about that side of him. Right. It's always oh, he went. To, you know, he's crazy. He's on drugs, and he's bringing guns to us. No. What about well, the good those stuff? Are the ones. Those are the ones. Even when you look at Chappelle, when Chappelle was on Oprah explaining the reason why he did what he did and why he left and whatever. And he felt like the walls were closing in because every time he tried to speak some sense to them, they wanted to put a headline out that he was using drugs or he was out of his mind. And all this other not that's what they do. I think, listen, I know more people that are like Cat Williams than I know people that are like, give me another comedian out there. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Fluffy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know more people like a a, a a Cat Williams on a personal level, on a human level. Yeah, he's gotten into a lot of nonsense, but I think everyone knows at least three people in their lives that are like him. Right, but he's gotten into the nonsense because of all the pressure they put on him. Because I'm pretty sure before he was famous, I'm pretty sure he carried his gun with him and, you know, he still smoked weed. He never said he's never smoked weed. You know, like... Now that, you, you know, he has money coming in and you're not feeling him or you don't like the way he's bringing in his money, you want to bring him down. Speaking of bringing people down, you know what, sis? I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> what up? Yeah, so, you know I'm always a fair and... Don't say fair and balanced because that's Fox News. No, fair and straightforward. (laughs) Fair and straightforward individual. If you're wrong, you're wrong. That's it. If if you're doing some wild shit, you're doing wild shit. You know that. I think that is the foundation of our relationship. Absolutely. We've always been very, very straight with one another. And I think that has made this bond stronger than I think of probably 90% of my other relationships in my life. Absolutely. I have to be straightforward with stuff and fair. Now, you just made mention of people being pulled down, brought down, things of that nature. 
Let's talk about this whole debacle with the R. Kelly docu-series stuff that's going on. Docu-series. Now, since I'm trying to make this shit sound a little cleaner than it is. <laughs> <laughs> but let's keep it funky. People are now just trying to talk about things that they've known about for decades. Let's be real here, Cisco. Now, we've known of R. Kelly doing this kind of shit for decades since the Aliyah days rest in peace the problem that I have is now that it's so popular to have a docu-series or to have these kinds of things where you interview people kind of like behind the music and unsung and all this other stuff now that it's popular to have them on more of like an exclusive level where you're actually bringing people in to talk about intricate things that they usually wouldn't talk about on camera. Now you want to bring up this stuff as though they weren't people that were around at the time of, because it was a crime that was being committed. Yes. It was, it was, these people were there turning blind eyes, not saying anything. And I'm not talking about the ones who were also abused by him. I'm talking, let's just say, all right, they were bringing him girls at certain points, right? That was part of his creative process is what I read some years ago. He needed to have women lined up a lot of the times completely naked or whatever. He would have people in his crew that went to go collect these women and bring them to him. Now, my thing is this, I didn't watch any of these docu, the, the documentaries or whatever, like the different, uh, I think they have different parts. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch any of them, but, I, but they're putting it all over YouTube and things like that where you can't help but to see it. So my thing is, if you're the security guy or the bodyguard or the whoever, the weed roller or whoever you were at that time, and you had to go and get said girls or whatever, and you were turning a blind eye at that time, why are you coming out now 20 years later? Do you want, do you want to know my real answer? And it all boils, all boils down to money. money well i want to know who was the one who compiled all the information who was the interviewer who 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 what network did this who's at who 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 funded this he funded i'm pretty sure he funded it and he just got some like slick talking person that was able to you know because there's always going to be somebody who's dumb enough to fall for this nonsense you won't fall for it because you're intelligent you know what the hell's going on I Wait, you're saying, you're saying to me, sorry to cut, you're saying to me, he's the one who funded this thing that's speaking in a derogatory way about him? Oh, no, no, he I'm funded sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about getting the girls. Um, funding it, it's, I think it's, it, they're, they're trying to ride that wave of, you know, all the sexual assaults that happened in the past with uh, important and prominent people. And so, you know, he's the next one on the list. Like it's almost he's the next one. You guys are 20 years late. This is crazy. Listen, I'm not letting them off the hook. Bill, but I'm just saying they're late as hell for this. Bill Cosby's stuff was 30 years. Um Harvey Weinstein, that sicko, that was I don't even know how long. And they're just riding the wave now. Now it's you know, they they got Weinstein, they got Cosby, they got Les Moonves, they haven't touched anybody else. And now he's the next one. He's the next target. Because trust me, you know what? If there was somebody else that did what he did, they will be next. 
they would be next. And that's someone else. Oh, Jesus. Wait a minute. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Hold on now. If there was someone else, Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13 year old first cousin and had multiple children with her. It's legal. I, I will not. Did he live in Virginia? <laughs> no, it's legal. Did he live in Virginia? <laughs> Did he live in Virginia? Cisco, don't, 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 don't play with me. <laughs> Actually, it's West Virginia. It's legal in West Virginia to marry your first cousin. So, jeez, people—he's not a weirdo. He's just <laughs> stating fact. It's fact. It's fact. <laughs> Jesus Christmas! How is that the comeback? I wanted to know if he lived there. If he doesn't live there, why are we bringing that up with this guy who married his 13-year-old first cousin and had multiple children with her? Because I'm, and he's still gonna go down in the history of the world as a rock and roll. Hall of Famer, who was, you know, the creator of this song or whatever it was, he's going to go down good in the books. They're not mentioning anything about him being a raper man. And I think the cousin ended up dying, which she wasn't the only one of his wives. Yes, that was plural. Yes, that wives. Ended up dying. yes definitely. But the point of well, if you if you're trying to blame the black man, how about the white man? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if these people are committing their crimes, why aren't they being penalized the same? And R did go to jail. I remember him being in the orange jumpsuit when I was in high school. I remember right. this. He, uh, it was for, uh, was it the uh, the girl what that he peed on? I think it was for the girl he peed on. Well, he wasn't, he had a stint in jail for a few different reasons, but one of the main reasons was for the tape, for that tape. Yeah, that, but, he got locked up for that. But I'm, again, I'm not taking away from what he did. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is, why is it this far after the fact and people are trying to act like it's fresh news? The enablers that were there and turned their heads are now flip-flopping and turning around like they, they're so blown away by what he was doing. But you were there and didn't do anything about it. Because he went to jail and he's still successful. So they, they feel like they didn't win the people who were in his entourage in his circle? No, I no, think I'm, we're talking I'm, about different things here. No, no. I, so you said, why are they coming after him now? I'm talking about the ones who were nearest to him, who were right there when he was doing what he was doing and didn't say anything about it right then and there. Case in point, if you were there while he was in the studio with a 15-year-old Aliyah and you didn't say anything to him right there on the spot because you wanted to keep your job at the time, you are part of that problem. And that's the point. They wanted to keep their job. They wanted that. If you didn't react to it right then and there, but you, you, the reason why you didn't react was because you wanted to keep your job, you couldn't have cared that much for you to want to come up 20 years later now. Right. And then these people are doing these interviews and they don't see how stupid they look. This is the point. All right. Now we're talking now. Like, okay, you, you did what you did, whatever. It's 20 years later. Now you're bringing shit up. Why are you bringing up old shit? That's like you know you fighting with your with your, your partner or whatever, and you did something you know five years ago. Why are you bringing? But up I old remember shit? back in '98, right when you when you broke my sidekick. Like, come on. <laughs> and, and again, it's they're riding that wave. They want to bring another person down. They want to show that they can bring another person down. And now that. They can't even charge him with it because he already went to jail for it. So this now is the thing. 
wouldn't that be with jump double jeopardy is what they call that thing right he already went to jail for it so now what are you gonna do so now you're gonna you're gonna mess up his character or try to mess up his it's character already because... messed up though. Right. the problem with that though is like these networks who that's why i want to know who was funding wherever this is going to be shown who's paying for it or who was behind it who's the narrator who is who are the people who are involved? The narrator is Ken Burns. <laughs> wow. I'm only kidding. But he's not paying for it just because he's a narrator. No, no, no. I'm only kidding about that. I'm only kidding about that. <laughs> I'm falling for it. Like, okay, well, you know, a job is a job. <laughs> but my thing is, if it happens to be a situation where it's funded by people who cannot promote it themselves, that's what's really messing with me. Because here they are, they're funding the situation, they're putting the cameras out there, then flying people out or whatever it is they're doing, or they're flying the people, because they cannot get the groves and groves of people out to support this. The point, the problem I'm trying to, uh, to figure out is why is it that this is a big feature film now? This is such a big deal and a hot topic when this is 20 year old news. It doesn't take away from what he did, but everyone knows that he did it. Everyone knows that he did it. So what are we doing messing with old, beating an old horse where it's just the, the skeleton laying in the ground now? Like, I don't get it. I really don't get it. They're really trying to squeeze water out of a rock and they're using us to be the ones to tear the man down. What I'm trying to say is this, you'll never see white people sit down at a table. Let's just say it's one of those banquet tables. They'll sit at the head of the table with a bunch of black people around it and have a long in-depth conversation and drag one of their people with a bunch of white with a bunch of black people. I've never seen that before. When will you ever ever see that shit? Who's in the forefront? Who's one of these people that's out there that's a mover and a shaker? Um Ted Turner, is he still alive? Uh actually I think Ted is still alive. All right. Can you imagine Ted Turner sitting down at the table where it's a it's Tyler Perry, it's Oprah Winfrey, it's Chris Rock, it's a bunch of DL Hughes, a bunch of black people around the around the table. It's your boy from CNN. It's your boy John Lemon. <laughs> it's a bunch of people. Everybody's black except for him, and he's talking ill about Robert Downey Jr., who I still can't understand how this man went spit time in the clink, all kinds of shit. Now he's Iron Man, and he's been expunged. And that's the thing, like, it, and that's... Charlie Sheen was sticking his tainted HIV penis in people unprotected for years. And he's still working. He's not in jail. That, isn't that attempted murder when you know you're infected and you're having unprotected sex with people and not telling them? Isn't that I don't attempted know murder? If, if I would, we would consider it attempted murder, but I don't know. I, I think the laws vary by state. I know in California it is. I think in New York it is as well. Um, he's still working. He's free. You know why? Because he's entertainment. He's entertainment. You, you know what? He's you want to see? A, Bill Cosby's not. He's not entertainment. Just putting it out there. No, no, he's entertainment, but. Uh, it's one trying of those... to be correct on here, boy. No, I'm not <laughs> trying to be correct. It, it's listen, Charlie Sheen has, you know, that... who's his father? Uh, Martin Sheen. He has that old white money. Bill Cosby made his own money. He didn't have white money to back him up. So, you know, and they're taking people down left and right. Charlie Sheen hadn't he had sex willingly with women. You know, there was no he you've never heard yeah. of willingly because he knew that his shit was tainted they didn't know right 
So he had other knowingly with these people and didn't tell them. But I think one of them, he used to wear that uh, that lambskin rubber or oh, whatever. Wow. Which is, it not. it's never, neither here or there, but um, they, Listen, they, they, it's just bothering me on that tip because I, I, I read these different articles and they asked, and look, they're trying to get clout from all these other names so these people could talk ill about them. They asked Jay-Z to speak on it. They asked Lady Gaga to speak on it. They asked Questlove to speak on it. All these big name people who you know for a fact your shit wouldn't be anything without them and all of them declined. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It's not like they, those people, it's not like they didn't say something when it was happening. Look, R. Kelly had the best of both worlds tour with Jay-Z. Shit, that shit got cut short. And then what happened? Jay-Z had to get a bunch of his friends to come in. I'll never forget that. He had to get a bunch of his friends to come and help him finish off the tour because he wasn't going to continue on with, with this guy. And he was talking plain about it. He was like, people are afraid of this guy. He's a weirdo. He's, he does a lot of wild stuff. And people are afraid to confront him on it. He, he's been taught. This is, he, he said that long time ago. I don't know what happened with Gaga and him in their situation. That's like one of the more recent collaborations that he's had. had. I don't know what it was with them. Quest Love said it straight up. I've been saying that R. Kelly was trash. He said, I've been saying he was trash. But the seg- the segment that they wanted to have him on was more of a musical segment. Not talking about the abuse that transpired. They wanted him to speak from a musical level. That's the problem right there. The problem is the show is based on him being a negative individual, but you want us to talk about music. It's two different things. What he does in his sex life and what he does in that studio are two different things. Of, of, of course, when, of course, when you don't factor in the fact that some of the times he couldn't create without having naked women around him. But what I'm saying is his creative genius and the fact that he was over here committing statutory rape to to young ladies two different sides of the person i'm not giving him a pass but quest love said just for that particular reason i couldn't be involved because when it comes to just talking about the music you can't deny him right but i don't want to i don't want to be the only person that was talking positive and i feel like i've been saying he's been trash for decades so for that, I respect him 155%. I already know Jay-Z's story. Everybody knows it. If you remember the Best of Both Worlds tour. Again, I don't know about Gaga and all the other people that declined, but John Legend, he spoke up. And he went in. But it's like people don't want to speak up because they know deep inside. They love him for his music, but they can't respect him for what he's done. Right. And uh, the network that's behind it is Lifetime, which... Really? Yes, which makes sense to me. Why? Because that's where they had all the after-school movies about girls who went and... Okay, I know I'm going to offend somebody. I know I'm going to offend somebody, but that's a chick channel. Lifetime is a chick channel. You have all those sappy-ass movies where, you know, the girl falls in love and finds this guy and they live happily ever after. Or... That's the Hallmark Channel. That is not the Lifetime Station. Just so, <laughs> speaking of a chick, I guess you're speaking about women the same way some Hispanic people want to call people nigger, but they don't consider themselves to be inclusive. But that's a whole other <laughs> shit. Yeah, right. But no, nah, I don't. I don't know what you mean by that. But the Lifetime Station has some shit on there. But it be telling. It's kind of like it's like borderline going on to that show called um, Snapped. 
Snap. Um, snap, snap. It's kind of like every show is kind of like the Eileen Warno story when she went crazy and killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I remember. On the way to that, but it's not there yet. So they have like a lot of like different crazy stories. Like I remember a story on Lifetime when I was younger, like in my teens. And the story was uh, a woman who was driving and she accidentally killed a young schoolgirl. And she and the girl went to school with her daughter. It was an accident. She it was raining or whatever it was, but she hit the young lady with her car and killed her. And this young young lady who died and the person who killed her his daughter went to school together. So every year on the anniversary of her death, the mother of the 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 dead young lady would send flowers to the mother of the one who was still alive to the to the killer. Well, it was an accidental kill, but she killed her. Yeah. And then. Some years went by and the woman said, you know, every year I receive flowers from her mother. And I, you know, I just always said, you know, she had such a, a a big heart to forgive me. And then when they interviewed the mother, the mother was like, no, think about it. Every single year on the anniversary of my daughter's death, I sent her long stem roses, roses, roses are red. Red is for the blood that she shed of my daughter. That was a heavy story for me to still remember this so, so many years later. But mm-hmm. it's those type of stories. So I don't know if you're talking about this sentimental shit. This this sounds fitting. This kind of story sounds fitting because they talk about a lot of rape and killing and stuff pertaining to families and women and things like that, where we wouldn't usually have another platform. So for you to call it a chick channel, all right, now you got a little bit of education on you. Hallmark <laughs> is some sappy sucker stuff. There? Lifetime, but that makes sense for it to be on Lifetime because they have yeah. some heavy, heavy topics on there. They even talk about men that get raped on there. Like it's it's heavy, but that's that's but that's to my point. That that says my who owns Lifetime though. Um, is that a Time Warner? Uh, I think it's a Time Warner. Network. Man, trying to juice the system, and I'm pretty sure the stats aren't that crazy because they know after putting this on there, they're gonna have a bunch of people tuning in. It's gonna raise their ratings and all of that. Because I used to watch a show called R&B Divas, and I think no, that wasn't on there. That was on another sh- another um another channel. But anywho, they use our stories and our situations to try to boost their ratings and all those ratings equal money and X Y Z elemental people. See, money it boils down to money. You're right. You're right. I just, I can't with the stale stories over here coming. Business. It's just ridiculous. Come on now. Again, I'm not trying to take him off of whatever nonsense that he's being, that that's held against him because he did do what he did. He did do it. But it's not like it was a secret. We've known about this. So why are you guys revamping it like it's a remix? Like it's a song. <laughs> we remixing this and re-releasing it. We known about this for a long time, and I think one of the people who came forward was his, his ex-wife. Well, uh, I just read something really quick, and they, they're trying to say that it's part of that Me Too movement. Which, Who's they? Uh, this article I just read, because um, that's where I found uh, what uh, network it was going to be on. But I, I I don't know much about this Me Too movement. I, I, like I said, it's his turn. It's his turn. That's wild crazy. And for you to say it's his turn, I kind of feel like it's the same as saying, yeah, Denzel deserved to get the Oscar when he was a disgusting, crooked-ass cop. It was his turn. It was his turn. Yeah, it's it's his turn. And then when they're done... So they decide when it's time to revamp something and drag somebody through the dirt again. As soon as they're done with him and they've done the damage they're 
they hope they do, they're going to pick someone else. And it's going to be their turn. Wow, crazy. Wow, crazy. Well, I can't even say I wish the dude luck. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm surprised he's still a person of means after all of this. Right. And but, that's that's why, it, I, for me, that's why I, I see them doing it. Because he went to jail. Everybody knows about this. Now we're just going to make jail. it. Okay. You went to jail. How long do you pay? So who makes the decision? So not only do you pay, you pay the society, you get dragged, you get stoned. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. You're walking in the street like CSC, you're getting stoned. Shame. Shame for years. I'm not saying let him off the hook, but he did he did his time. He paid he paid the price. Everybody knows this. If there's one thing that can never be expunged from your name, it's being a raper, mm-hmm. a killer, an abuser, things like that stay on you. So he he got that title to the day he dies, even well after he's dead. What more do you want? So he now he has to be homeless and destitute too. So you're not gonna stop until he's homeless, destitute. Probably get to the point where he's gonna want to kill somebody because he can't make it. Is that where we stop? Because again, look, your boy Downey Jr. He went and served some time in prison, came out to a script, and I tell you, the man is Iron Man. But he did and something he, wrong, right? He did. Why, is he, why isn't he broke? Why is he getting dragged in the streets? He did something wrong, right? He's a bad guy. Why is he? Why does he have money? Why is he allowed to have millions? Shit is ridiculous, yo. Anywho, moving right along. I'll be right back. Yep. Yeah, man. All right. So, I mean, we're coming from a place where we're looking at what's in the forefront, the kind of news or the kind of information they want to force feed us. Because at this point, we've talked about this before. The news is not the news anymore. In fact, I spoke about this to Garlic. What up, Garlic? Spoke to him about the fact that, you know, news is not what it used to be. And it's whatever they're giving you. So it's up to you to really do your research and go out there and look and try to look further into the things that mean something to you because let them tell it they'll tell they'll talk about this kind of nonsense all the time like you said the people who are you know college educated people and by the way just because you went to college doesn't make you a bright person let's be clear absolutely but those people want to look at this kind of trendy celebrity stuff and they want to call that news i don't care what's happening with any of the crook dashians i don't care about none of them I don't care what's going on with. I don't care what's going on with any. On my name in return, I don't care about none of them. But that's what's on primetime news. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, we've got real life things happening behind closed doors. Laws are being changed. All this stuff is happening, and everyone's oblivious because they're caught up on a, a made-up beef between people, or just. Nonsense. Silliness. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think we have coming in this 2019 Francisco de la Francisco Gonzalez? Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't look, the outcome doesn't look good. You know, I think. The outcome. Yeah. I, well, you're talking about December of 2019 already? Yeah. It, it, I, <laughs> I think we're headed for a, the country's going to be more divided than it's ever been. I think uh, our financially, we're we're going to be 
not like other nations. We just got to ride. We, 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 we really just need to ride out the next six years. And uh, hopefully, you know, we come out as a better country for it. Why six years? Why did you choose that number? Because if people think that this fool is not going to get reelected again, they're sadly mistaken. He's going to get reelected again, and it's going to be the same people that reelect him, unless by some miracle of a chance they're able to impeach him, which they're not going to do. They can talk it, but they're not going to do it. You know? Listen, if my uncle Joe, and I'm not trying to sound like no damn coon, I like Joe Biden. I affectionately call him Uncle Joe. I've called him that since he was in office with Obama. I like the guy. And if he wants to try, I wish him luck to go out there and actually make it happen. I think it's supposed to be he and uh, Cuomo on the ticket. Yeah, I wouldn't vote for that. Why? Cuomo's a crook. And I don't even live in so New York. You wouldn't You wouldn't vote for a Joe Biden I, as president. I would and Cuomo as the vice president. I would vote for Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. Hmm? Yeah. I, 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 I didn't hear what you said. You wouldn't vote for I Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? No, I would vote for a Joe Biden and a Bernie Sanders, whether they were, they were, you know, switching roles or, well, no, I don't think uh, Joe Biden could be VP again. So I would totally... I would totally vote for that ticket. Hmm. That's interesting. Do that you know... I would look toward... Wait, wait, hold on. Do you know that Bernie Sanders won the majority of the, uh, the primaries in the 2012 election? He won. Why, why do you think he didn't make it through, sis? They wanted Hillary. And that's why a lot of people didn't vote for her. We did it to our, listen, the Democrats did it to themselves. They did it to themselves. So now we gotta reap what they sowed. Okay. Well, hear what? I would rock with a Joe Biden for one specific reason. Of all the candidates that are coming, he's the only one that has been to the rodeo and can speak to it from a different perspective that no one else can at this point. He's actually been there. Absolutely. He was right there for the ride. He has a different perspective than everyone else. That's the one thing that's saving him. The only problem that I have with him or uh, Bernie Sanders, specifically the two of them, is their age. I would, they're really up there in age. And it's to the point where it's like, you want these people to be there and be able to really live out their their term and they're up there in age. I'm not wishing any bad on anyone, but for you to start your term at the age that you are, that's the one thing I thought about him when he ran last time, Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, he's been there. And again, with his particular situation, he was able to speak from a different perspective than the other people were able to speak from as well, because he was there. He was a huge part of the civil rights movement or what have you. All right. But he's up there in age. I'm, I'm, it was unfortunate that he got to where he was at, where he looked like he had a fighting chance, but he was where he was in terms of age. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing I felt from like a from a family perspective. If that was my father, I would feel away because it comes with stress. Obama okay. went from having black hair 
to gray hair in a matter of maybe a year, a mm-hmm. little more than a year. These guys are already coming in pearly white. It's stress. It's extra stress. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's the one thing that would have me a little worried about people like that running. But I would definitely rock with a Joe Biden Cuomo ticket because Biden, like I said, for the reasons that I mentioned, and then Cuomo, because he comes from a political family. Pick a branch. All of them. I don't specifically rock with them and a lot of the things that they believe in only because I feel like they are quote unquote Democrats that move like Republicans. I've always felt like since I felt like that since I've been following their family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went into media, a lot of them. So you were able to see them on it from another light. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it the son of Andrew Cuomo? But there's well, there's two of them. Yeah, there's two of them. There's Chris Cuomo, who's Without actually CNN. Right. And then you've got the other brother. Right. And it's like, he's the one who wants to be on the ticket. So I'm like, again, they come from the kind of stock where they've been there. They've seen, they've been in these rooms. They understand. They can speak from that perspective. But let's be real. At the end of the day, with this clown in office now, I will vote for a German shepherd tonight. Would you vote for me? Hey, I vote for anybody at this point. No. Anybody. No, legit. You know me. You know I, how I am. Corner. I mean, let's take all the uh, all the funny shit aside. If this is something that you wanted to do, I would support you. I would support you. And you know I would come from a good place where we would be a lot more educated in certain areas where we couldn't. Because, you know, the debates, those debates expose people. Oh. It exposes what people know and, and, what, and what your real intentions are. We would have to be, you wouldn't like me because I would put you through that kind of and here I am putting myself in a position of being your running mate. But I'm just saying, <laughs> we have to learn what we have to learn. And of course I would support you. Of course I would. I thought about it. <laughs> I know I have no opportunity, no shot. I mean, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to look at, you never want to be looked at, especially now like this client that's in there now, but you don't want to be looked at like you took a job that you're not qualified for. So listen, if that's something that you want to do. more qualified than he is. It is what anyone you keep no offense to you, but anyone is more qualified. Anyone, you see, I went straight to an animal. I'd vote for Spuds <laughs> McKenzie, rest in peace. Marmaduke, where you at, Mr. Ed? Stand up, son. This is real. I'll vote for any of them. Pick a cat video on YouTube, I'll pick any of them. Any of them. This is ridiculous, yo. It's just, it, I just, I've never seen this place in such peril in all my life. And I, I really mean that. I mean, yeah. at least the robbing, stealing, killing rat bastards we had that we had that were lying to us at those different states of address. You know, at least they knew a little something. They were able to speak up and sound a little intelligent when they're speaking of, in terms of them being in charge of the free world. You know what I'm saying? Even within Obama, I mean, it's not. I'm not one of those to be some. Okay, I'm rocking with Obama just because he's black. Obama couldn't do and say a lot of shit because he was a puppet, and people don't realize that until these people are in office. The president doesn't decide everything. A lot no. of things the president says can be vetoed. The end. You're not the end all, be all, tell all, say all. You're not. You're not. And I'm not going to front to you. I voted for the man initially because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. All right. But then I'm not going to front. Come around the second term. I was like, yo, we got duped. 
the same way, the same way you got your boy here in charge of New York, uh, de Blasio. They don't never talk about this guy. Dinkins was a black man and they spoke about him weekly, sometimes daily. It wasn't all positive. <laughs> Shout out to people who was getting robbed on the streets. I'm just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they spoke about him with much more esteem than they talk about the Blasio. The worst was when I forget who it was who got killed. I think it was the two the two cops in the car. Matter of fact, the one who you went to the ceremony for the 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 Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was that funeral for either him or the Asian guy. The cops stood up and turned their back to him while he was speaking. I'd never seen that happen ever. Not even in a movie did they ever depict that kind of disrespect. I've never seen um, that. There was they, they didn't they walk out in the nineties? Um, on who? When uh, on Dinkins they walked out on. I, I'm gonna have to do some research because for me, say yeah. if I've seen somebody, if I've seen them turn their backs, and I said I've never seen that kind of disrespect. Of course, walking out is worse than that. I never. Yeah, I don't they, remember that. I'm gonna have to do my research on that. But, um, but yeah, I'm almost positive they 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 walked out. There was something with uh, with. Uh, it was around that uh the crown heights um situation uh around that time i'm almost positive it was around that time okay well we'll have to look into that but this guy gets no respect whatsoever it is what it is they don't never i, I forget that he's even there a lot of the time but even with with that particular situation all right he's looked at like yo you're you're a jerk you're a jerk. We're not messing with you. It is what it is. I feel like I got duped with his ass because he was over here, you know, he was walking around parading around his black wife and his biracial kids to get votes. Yeah. Be real with you. And then when it's time for you to get in, you start doing some other shit. It's ridiculous. Same situation with Obama. I love Obama. Yep. He's one of the most classy individuals we've ever seen stand for this country. Period. His wife, forget it. She's more than presidential material. I don't care what anybody says. But I would vote what, for her. What, heck, listen, man, she, she's got the votes of everybody. You can't help but to love her. Even the redneck white man will vote for her because they just, it's something that she's earned from the people. Mm -hmm. But when he was in office and I saw that gays was getting more rights before black people, I said, yo, I got nothing. Listen, again, I support everyone but I'm black before anything. You telling me you're passing bills, you're doing this, you're doing that, but we're still considered to be at the bottom of people's shoes. Like you're bypassing a huge, huge issue. You're bypassing the reason why people voted you into office is how I, I took it. You're bypassing it. People voted for you because you're black because they figured you will handle black issues. You bypassed that, you went straight to take care of this, Yo, gay people are able to get married, Cisco, but you're telling me people getting killed like clockwork is not being addressed still? Look at the woman in McDonald's the other day. There's no straws in the damn container or by the tape. So you yoke up a black woman from behind a counter just because you feel like you can. And guess what? He did until she started molly whopping his ass. She started Zab Judah in his ass to defend herself. Zab Judah, oh my God, I haven't heard that name in a while. 
Yo, she started rabbit punching his ass in front of a bunch of men. That's a whole nother show in itself. We're not going to even get into that. That's but, a, a bigger but, okay. problem. No, no, wait, no wait, wait. This white man reached the counter, put his hands on a black woman, and she had to defend herself in the presence of other people. That okay, is the problem. But the that's the problem that I got. No, no. But do you know how they're going to spend it? Do you know how they're going to spend it? Angry black woman tax customer. They already got the narrative going. That's why the young lady went and hired some lawyers. I just saw that today. She hired some lawyers to sue McDonald's. Thanks. Because even the manager that was on duty went and continued on with the transaction. Like he was just trying to do some customer service. Yo, she had to call the cops. She called the cops for herself. This is how they treat us in this fucking country. No one is devalued and disrespected like a black woman in this fucking country. No one. But gays can get married, though. It's okay. I'm not saying it's not okay, but what I'm saying is we put the fucking no, cart I, I get you. We put the cart before the horse, and me, as a person who voted for him for those reasons, I can't help but to feel disrespected. I can't help but to feel left out. I can't help but to feel you use me for my vote. Actually, I, I don't even. Do. I don't even think I voted for him the second time. I'm pretty sure you didn't. With the with a, lot, with a lot of the shit that you say, I'm pretty sure you didn't vote for him. But I'm not surprised by that. It is what it is. I voted for him the first time, but I, I'm sure, I'm almost positive I didn't vote for him the second. I don't even think I voted the second time. And that's, that's a common thing. thing too. That's a common thing too, and people don't understand. That's that's hurting your situation. Too. Look at the look at where we are now. It was people not voting that got us where we are today. But like I said earlier, you go into the polls, that's not the one single vote you're going to make that day. You're voting for Supreme Court judges, you're voting for council people, you're, you're voting for a bunch of different people across the board. If you don't know who these people are, what are you really doing at that at that poll? Hey, no, here's the funny thing. So in New Jersey, they usually, uh, it's around the presidential election or whenever there's a, a big election. So they... Mm -hmm. they you have to vote in laws or like certain policies you have to vote for it. so mm -hmm. New jersey's slick they rarely publicize what these laws are or what they're they want to do and they'll put it on the ballot so people will just start marking here we have a, a like electric ballots whatever you hit one button or you can hit all the buttons people don't read those parts of the law so either one they don't vote for it because they don't they don't read it they're just whatever or they'll vote for, remember i use I, I lived in jersey you remember that yeah but they'll so, vote for, or they'll vote for whoever they've seen on tv 10 times in an right. hour and then it, it'll just select the whatever column they're they fall under or listen they, they wanted to and it was like nice it was snuck in it wasn't they wanted to use uh state money to fix the highways and and some other jazz it, Sis, it, you no remember way. when when McGreevy was out there, son? Oh, remember when McGreevy, when McGreevy came out and said, "I'm a gay American." I said, "Yo," then that became one of the biggest insults. Yo, son, that's Mad McGreevy, son. So they, uh, if the construction wasn't <laughs> done to fix the roads or whatever, the taxpayers actually had to pay back the money. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
So you're gonna use state money that you, you that you earn, the state earned to help the people to, for that reason. For you know, to fix the roads or whatever. But if you know they default on it, we're the ones who have to pay the companies. Yeah. Listen, it's all a it's all a game. You just gotta listen, I I, I leave it with this. Educate yourself. You know the episode you had with garlic about um, financial literacy was an excellent episode. Thank you. Know, you. you heard actually, that, God? You heard that? I, I right. wish you would have covered Bitcoin, but um, you know, that's not like I said to you. It isn't it's not stable enough to to speak about that as a viable source, source of income? It's got here. Education. We talked about old school shit. We went. I mean, man. Another another conversation for another day. We could talk about street hustle. Another conversation. Another conversation. But educate yourself. You know what? Pick up a book. Pick up a newspaper. Educate yourself, and you'll see. That's right. Well, sis, thank you for your time, brother. Listen, I love shooting this shit with you for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, man. I thank you you so so much for being so transparent with us always you're becoming a regular name you're becoming a regular on my podcast people can call your name normal and i love that because i love you and now people are just starting to learn little by little just how dope you are and why we're family so i love you brother i love thank you, you so much for your insight all right and you have a good remainder of your weekend and a great week ahead okay babe all right i'll speak to you soon all right now all take right. care take care bye Shout to the one and only Cisco. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. And thanks so much for being so transparent as usual. You know, it's a brand new year. Just look at it like it's a brand new chance to set up whatever it is you want for yourself. Look at it like it's a clean slate, regardless of however you feel about the things we discussed today. Just look at it like this. New year, new you. Just be thankful that you're here and you're able to at least have thoughts and aspirations and goals. All right? Just be thankful, man. It's the little things in life. All right? That's all I have, people. It's been fun. All right? And like I said, I will be a lot better at having my two shows a week. And having them dropped on time. Alright, thank you for having patience with me. And more than anything, thank you for listening. So as usual, people, be positive like the blood type. And remember that your time is your most valuable commodity. Do not waste it for everyone. Take care, people. Happy New Year.